0: It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started.
1: The Jericho Network on Westwood One.
0: X Pac 12360. A
1: new day is dawning for DX And now, You're your host, Sean X Pac Wolfman.
2: Welcome to X Pac 12360, everyone. Got another good show today. A lot going on in wrestling. And uh, been wanting this guy on the show for a while. And finally, we uh, made it happen. And uh, we're joined in studio today. By one hell of a funny dude, a roast battle champ and a huge wrestling fan. uh, Make some noise for Mike Lawrence. Yeah, thanks, man. There's uh, not as many people yeah. in here. Yeah. Usually, like when we make some noise, it's actually some noise. Mike. I feel like I'm at a TNA <laughs> <laughs> What a, We should
0: get a studio track sound. <laughs> what a huge pop!
2: What a huge pop for Mike! Plus, I could have been better. Yeah. Like my my intro could have been better. I, I didn't have as much. And are as
3: many people in um, here as sure. that watched uh, Raw on <laughs> Christmas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. So hey, Mike. Uh, yeah, uh, I first time I met you was when we did the thing with with Ron Funches to get high and watch wrestling. Even yeah. though you don't get high, you love wrestling. Yeah, I did one of the two things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it was uh, it was really fun. Yeah, and, it was great. Yeah, and uh, um,
3: watching you apologize to Ron Funches for the uh, the blackface <laughs> <laughs> was one of the most amazing Dude, moments. Dude, was that uh, one of
2: the biggest missteps ever? Like, I, I learned a huge lesson that night. Yeah. Huge lesson I, that, that I was still way more tone deaf than I ever imagined, um, and uh, and that that blackface thing wasn't funny. <laughs> it was funny, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> was it ever funny? Nah, no, nah. But yeah, Most wrestling ages terribly,
3: <laughs> yeah. right? Like a lot of it does. Yeah, a lot of the angles and stuff. But it was, you know, it was in its time and it stayed in its, it's time. It's kind of like
2: comedy, right? Like a lot of old comedy doesn't. Oh age well. yeah.
3: Yeah, there's so many Murphy <laughs> stuff. There's, I mean, every comic has bits that they're ashamed of, yeah. like from a year ago.
2: Yeah,
3: because the world keeps moving, and you yeah. got to change with it. Yeah. Hey, so
2: when we were at All In this this past, uh, was it still summer? or Was that where we in fall? It doesn't yeah, it, matter. It was September. Yeah. September. So uh, we had a. Uh, a roast, uh, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, that was fun. You killed it. Uh, you thanks, and man. Dan St. Germain uh, just destroyed that place.
3: Oh, uh, thank you, buddy. Yeah, that was so fun. Um, I was genuinely terrified of of Jarrett. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett was the legit reason I stopped watching wrestling in 1995. <laughs> I missed the entire Attitude Era. Yeah, of um, 95 to 2001. It helped that I was bullied by kids in Austin T-shirts. Like ah. all that 316 says, I hate that you read comic books. And yeah. um, and then I got back into it in 2001 when everyone else left. I'm like, I like wrestling again. Wow. Your
2: and timing is so, impeccable. My-
3: But so the hate I had as a fan towards Jarrett that night was real. But then he was like the sweetest guy. And, you know, when you when you're a kid, you don't see wrestlers as people. But then, like, getting to meet all you guys, it's like everyone's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: And when when everyone was trying to write stuff for the for the roast earlier. Yeah. And and uh, and Jeff and Karen came in and and they fucked with Taylor Williamson.
3: Yeah. Were you there when they did that? Yeah. I remember I said the line when I was on stage. The only memorable angle you've been in is Karen. Wow! Oh, that's and right. <laughs> he had
2: this
3: look of like, "Watch what you say next, boy." <laughs> and I
2: was
3: like, "I don't have any other jokes about the woman you're with because I want to live." <laughs> and Patterson, Patterson scared me a little bit. Yeah, but then um, I that later that night they did the karaoke and getting to see Pat Patterson sing My Way
2: oh, made me cry. Right. Yeah. It,
3: it, it just thinking of how homophobic wrestling's been over the years and that all what that guy's been through and it, that he survived it and did it his yeah. way, it it got to me. Yeah.
2: I remember when we used to see him do that way, like many years ago. Yeah. yeah. And he would sing that and we understood what it meant. And, yeah. you know, not everyone else did. Yeah. It's um, insane. Yeah. 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 So honored, honored to know Pat, actually. Uh, yeah. He did was you great. ever? Yeah.
3: But Brisco Briscoe was scary too He was so drunk Yeah <laughs> He was like Jokingly putting people In headlocks Until you realize He was really putting people yeah. In headlocks and <laughs> and He could just Accidentally
2: but, kill you Yeah Hey um Let's get to some of the news of what's going on. All right, well, how, what are we, how about we do that?
0: Let's go ahead and kick it off with, you couldn't go on your Twitter account and not see someone's opinion about this like latest viral clip. So it was actually Priscilla Kelly took on Tuna at Suburban Fight, an event they held in L.A. towards the end of December at the Hi-Hat. And Wait a minute.
2: Did you just say she took on Tuna?
0: Yeah. Did it sound weird? weird? Did they call her Tuna? Okay.
2: How do you not call her Tuna
0: for Shaw? I will Pashon? rephrase that. Nah. It was Priscilla Kelly versus Tuna. There you go.
2: No, but I just didn't realize the other girl's name was Tuna. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you
0: didn't? No, oh. that makes
2: it even better.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah her name was Tuna. Sorry, <laughs> I thought that. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so they had a match together, and in this match there was a spot where Priscilla Kelly reaches into into her her trunks, and she pulls out a a bloody tampon. Yes, And then afterwards, she goes on and puts it in Tuna's mouth. Yes. So, obviously, there was... From her
3: Tuna to (laughs) Tuna. So...
0: People were, obviously this clip ended up going viral, and people didn't, some people absolutely loved it, some people absolutely hated it and said that it was a horrible thing to do, it's ruining wrestling, whatever, everyone had their different opinions. And after the clip went viral, Priscilla Kelly was one of the most talked about things on Twitter. And she went on to say, a penis is funny and awesome, a vagina is disgusting and trashy, hashtag equality. So I don't
2: know what were your guys' thoughts on this. Um, I I don't know about that tweet exactly, but I, I I just think that it was blown completely out of proportion. Like it wasn't my cup of tea. I I don't I don't. But like it, I didn't I didn't get really bent out, out of shape over it. Like I when I looked at it, like I saw that it was an adult themed show. Um, uh, and it wasn't like I mean I don't know i don't have to like it i don't it doesn't mean i gotta condemn it and and like you know damn this girl to hell uh for trying going out there and trying something edgy like you know it's hard to go out there and get attention and get noticed in wrestling anywhere these days yeah you know you do you you try things you know and whether it was a hit or miss is is for each person to decide but like it was for the people in that in that venue. Yes.
0: Yeah, so and how did
2: they respond? You were there, weren't you? Yeah,
0: I worked the show, and so the thing about the audience that was there that night was that they weren't necessarily a wrestling audience uh-huh. per se. They, I, you know, obviously you have you have your wrestling fans yeah. there, obviously, but a lot of the majority of the audience is, you know, like hey, let's go out on a Friday night, Saturday night, whatever, and let's do some fun, let's watch some wrestling. So I I can see other people's points of view in terms of you know they're showing. I guess in their eyes, they're showing this version of what wrestling is to people that are not necessarily, like, hardcore fans. Yes. So maybe they don't want that to get out there when there's people out there, you know, busting their butt, trying to put on a good match, you know, technically speaking. So I think that that's why there was some, you know, some people that were not, you know, fans of it and yes. wanted to express that.
2: And that's okay. It's okay to express, like, the way you feel. But, like, I just think it's terrible to uh, to completely condemn this this girl and and you know um even some of my friends and and like road dog you know he he his initial you know reaction sometimes we react to things instead of thinking about them and like you know and then and then it's so easy for like the thought like to go from our brain straight to the goddamn twitter app you know and and then you know we throw our opinion out there that maybe sometimes like is okay to have but you know i don't know like
3: I remember, like, you know, it's like as a comedian, I've seen comedy that I'm at first like, that's not what comedy is. And you have these narrow views of an art form you dedicate your life to. And you realize often you end up being on the wrong side of history because the world changes and evolves. And if we want to actually see wrestling as an art form, then we can't just hamper it with all these limitations. Yeah. You know? And I feel like. Like the the cornets, the Rosses of the world, what they view wrestling as um, doesn't even like fully exist anymore. And that's not a bad thing. It's like, have you ever seen the movie Ratatouille when that critic at the end eats the ratatouille and he becomes a kid again? Like, that's all anyone wants from wrestling. And you're not always going to get that. You're not always going to feel nine years old, watching Don Cornoodle give somebody, like, a wrist lock for five minutes. Like, it, it has all these different things. I mean, there's still a lot of great work rate matches. Yes. There's a lot of great gimmicky stuff. Just find what you and think wrestling is. And there's even stuff,
2: like, th- like, that they long for. like yeah. like Like, the... Like the Brock Lesnar matches with different guys, like Daniel Bryan, Roman, you know, those are hard hitting. No, Athletic not a bunch matches. of high spots, not a bunch of flipping around. Yeah, but psychology. They're, they're hard yeah. matches, and and like they, they they are like, you know, what those guys. I think what they're thinking wrestling should be. But like, if you go back, Mike, truth is, like, like if we really go back and look at some of that stuff that, you know. We thought it was so great and all the tough. It was, some of it wasn't very good,
3: and a lot of it some was boring, of it was great. Yeah.
2: Some of it was really bad because people's taste changes, yeah. you
3: know, and that's that's okay. Um, I think that you know, Priscilla Kelly never said that this is all wrestling has to be. It's just a version yeah. of it, and you know, like you said, it was for that audience. Yeah. It's people who don't know wrestling. It's like if I do a gig. And the crowd isn't there to see me. I may have to do crowd work. I may, you know, it's about getting over. It's about yeah. winning over the people and doing the job you're paid for. Yeah. Her job was to entertain these people in a bar, and for her, like if that does it, then yeah. she did her job.
2: Yeah, and you go out there and say you're you're working in front of an audience. People don't know who you are. You know, you gotta go out there. There's they're just. Different ways of it. like you work, like you are over, or and and you work to get over. It's two different ways of working, and you got to go out and try a lot of different things. And, and, and it, go ahead, I'm sorry.
3: And I agree with her equality thing in the sense that there are so many more offensive things in wrestling than this, like me chopping your pee-pee. Yes. You know, just all the racism and stuff, the Sergeant Slaughter, Iraqi Sympathizer stuff, the Roddy Piper blackface, the... Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the Half-black. You know, but but all these different things, like, are way worse that we weren't offended by, and it's like, this is what you're going to get upset at. Like, every guy who complained about this and said it was killing the business has been a part of things. Like, JR was a part of the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. That was way worse than, than this.
0: <laughs> well, she did say that her intention was not to go viral. However, she has, last like, a few seconds later, I checked her Twitter, and she was already at 24K. So she's literally grown thousands of fans, like, in the yeah. last few days or so. So, you know, good for her. Now there she is. has a bigger audience. Yeah. People know what she's up to. Yeah. All right. Uh, so moving on, we did have a big week of wrestling, as we were saying. One of the things that happened, obviously, was New Japan's biggest event of the year, Wrestle Kingdom 13. A lot of news came out of that, a lot of great action, some of which included in terms of news um, Wrestle Kingdom 14 in 2020 will be held on January 4th and January 5th, which is a new thing in terms of breaking up, I guess you can say, breaking up a major event into two parts. Yeah. Um, but Sean, I guess you want to go into some of the matters matches that you know maybe were a standout maybe starting with Osprey and Abushi.
2: Well yeah, I just I, I just you know it, the show's about a week old now like but I just still I didn't want to you know have this show without like at least talking about it and yeah. what a great show it was and you know I the, the one the matches I focused on you know uh were were the Osprey and um uh, abushi and, and um and Jericho Naito and and Tanahashi and Omega. I mean I I those were the were the matches I had time to you know to really focus on and I thought they were great. I mean I, I don't know. I I would. What do you think, Denise?
0: Well, personally, for me, I think that Osprey Ibushi was very different from what I expected. I think what I expected was more of what Will Ospreay did with uh, with uh, Marty Skrull over at Fighting Spirit Unleashed when they were last here in Long Beach. In terms of the match, was like very like high spot, high spot, nonstop, nonstop, and that's what I technically expected from this match. But this match went a little bit different. Um, It had a lot of different layers to the match, which I thought was really cool. You know, they did a lot of different stuff that has been seen as well so that was really fun um but yeah i mean i went on and i said that i still preferred the osprey will marty scurl match but i think it's different for everybody else but i think that this match was very hard to follow for 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 the rest of the people after, after for that.
2: sure and i like osprey's finish yes well i mean what did he what did he call that i don't it wasn't as he didn't do he did it to set up his finish that blade thing that thing where he, the elbow strike to the back of the head? I think
0: that's also the... the, the No, that was that the part that also gave Koda Ibushi the the concussion? Yeah. I believe so. Because there was a few moments during that match where you kind of had the feeling that...
2: No, he, no. it's at the end.
0: Yeah, okay. So then towards the end.
2: Yeah, right at the end. Yeah, where he okay, was gives where him right. him like lined him up insane. and he hit him with that back elbow to the back he of the, the head. He was
3: in this insane kick and then it was the elbow. Yeah. yeah it's, you it's crazy like... You know, I'm not a wrestler. I, I. It just looks like they're actually hurting each other a lot of the time. They probably yeah, are, does. right? Yeah. I mean, they're just in pain all the time. Like every
2: time I see like that, that B. What do they call that B trigger? The B trigger. Yeah, like or the knee to the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like those guys are killing each other with that.
3: The pile driver oh, and yeah. the Jericho awesome. match. It's just yeah. like, I mean. More power to them, but I don't want to see people actually get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't – I mean, the pacing is insane in these matches. Like, I watched the Tanahashi Omega this morning, and it just – it feels like you're watching it on double time. Like, it's on fast forward the entire time. Yeah. Their cardio is unbelievable.
2: And uh, it amazes me. As as someone that's been in a lot of matches, and a lot of big matches, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to go out there and have that type of, you know, it's all like next level stuff to me, like that. Like, you got to do a lot of thinking out there. And, and I mean, because it was a was it, 40 minute match.
0: I think it was, yeah, 39. Something like
2: that. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff going on in that match. And that's a lot of, thinking and a lot of communicating or Mm -hmm. like trying to be on the same page and you know like when you have a dancing partner and and you guys are just really in the pocket like it's 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 man it's so impressive so impressive do
3: you wish you were in your prime now
2: no (laughs) (laughs) no fucking way Mike (laughs) you kidding me
3: (laughs) you see those matches and you're like I don't know if I could do this or yes yeah
2: I couldn't Wow. I'm just fucking telling you You helped right pioneer now. that stuff,
3: though. Yes,
2: that's fine. But they took it to an- another level and then another level and then another level after that. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I'm happy to have been a part of pioneering that. But these guys are on a whole different level.
0: Well, wow. Mike, Unbelievable. Mike, you did mention the pile driver spot. And I kind of want to circle back to that because yeah. I don't know if you guys saw Chris Jericho's head afterwards. I saw it. On the show, and then afterwards on Instagram, he did share a picture where you can yeah. see this hole right above his head, and it's red and it's irritated. Maybe even missed some hair at that point. It, it was pretty gruesome. Yeah. But overall, I think in terms of the Naito Jericho match, I preferably enjoyed this match a lot more than yeah, their first better. match, and I also thought it was better than his match with Kenny Omega.
2: Yes. So, they, yeah, uh, I I agree. Even the last one, I thought I I think that. Um,
0: Nito, that
2: Naito and Jericho have better chemistry yes. than Jericho and, and Omega. He blows me reason. away.
3: It's it reminds me of like like the Terry Funk in ECW where he's there to to put guys over and let them be the focus too. The, the, there's like a selflessness to Jericho yeah. that I really appreciate. I mean, I know we'll talk about All Elite later, but the fact that he wants to be a part of this it. It doesn't, I don't know, it could have this feeling of glomming on to the cool kids, but it doesn't. It feels like he genuinely is helping them. It
2: would if he didn't, you know, bring bring the A-game. Bring the, uh, when he goes yeah. in there, like, he doesn't, he's not a nostalgia act. I know, like, people have been saying that, like, so it's not like I'm saying anything new. But, like, he brings new stuff. He, he's he, creating, yeah, yeah. He reinvents himself, like, you know, um even the the makeup stuff and all that. Yeah, and he's just,
3: the guy more than anyone when you talk about songs, Man. When you talk about wrestling as an art form. Like yeah. he just elevates it. Yeah. That he's always thinking of new things.
2: Yeah. And I just and um and he was always the really really like the guy that worked harder than the other guys. Yeah. You know, he didn't necessarily he wasn't as athletic as a lot of other guys, mm-hmm. but he outworked him. He was like Char, like uh Pete Rose in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, oh shit, where oh yeah, so anyways, like I thought that mat I thought their match was, was better than the first one and and like we talked about last was it last week? I,
0: feel, I believe so. Yeah. What did we what Jesus did we talk about? Christ. The story? I'm like the story yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. No,
2: no, no. Um how they needed to have that no DQ Yes, they remember? added it yeah. I
0: believe the, the I think after we shot our show yeah. they, they announced that it was added. For the
2: it. for the press conference yes. for the for the event. uh, Naito was put through a table by Jericho, and they then made it a no disqualification match. How about those DDT things that uh, Naito takes, like on tables, where his he's just like straight up and down. Yeah. Well, see that that
0: goes with everything that they do in their you know in their training because they don't have like a neck like everybody else. You know, they they really like built up the strength in there. So like for him, I'm aware. You know, they can obviously (laughs) take that. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we, we would like bridge and, and and hold a bridge for like 2 3 minutes you know and it just anyways there's a lot of yeah a lot of stuff a lot of network but eh, anyways yeah
0: so Keep then, going. okay, so uh, we should probably circle back to Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kenny Omega, yeah. which was obviously the main event. So I actually went back and watched this match two times yeah. just to make sure that you know, kind of got all the points in. But one of the things that we were talking about that you mentioned earlier was a lot of the little things that they added to this match. There was so much in terms of like the the spot with the table, the fact that they worked that that they worked Kenny's knee. Um, there was just the Hiroshi Tanahashi doing the Styles Clash. There was a lot of little subtle hints that, if you follow the storyline, kind of played in well. Yeah. With everything, what you mentioned about the new school versus the old school, all of that played into this match, and I think that was really cool. And obviously, Kenny lost the IWG, IWGP title to Hiroshi Tanahashi, and a few days later, Tokyo Sports reported that Kenny Omega is indeed leaving New Japan.
2: Wow, I didn't know it was Tokyo Sports, but I, you know, obviously, I read it on my Twitter feed, and uh, and I'm surprised by that move because. You know, well, last time I speculated on things, like the whole landscape was different of wrestling. So, like, it was was an easy assumption that, you know, uh, Kenny would stay in, you know, New Japan. But the landscape of wrestling is completely changed in a short period of time. So, um, huh. I yeah.
3: heard WWE offered him... An insane Shit load amount of money. Of money. It's uh, the figure I heard was twenty three million. I don't know. I don't think that's true, but
2: oh, you, it, some, it might be. It might be. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I I don't know because it's like they don't have a good history of like. I mean, AJ is like you know a good example, but AJ has kids and Kenny doesn't have kids. I don't know if he's gonna want to like he's not gonna be able to do the matches he did anymore he's certainly not gonna be able to do these 40 minute like drop each other on your head clinics
2: and also like create all of your own stuff like 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 produce all your own stuff write all your own stuff like yeah like yeah that's yeah that's not gonna happen and he's much. not
3: a great promo guy like he's some he's, people
2: think some people think like austin like i remember austin telling me he thought he was
3: I mean, the ones i have seen, his voice is just kind of odd to me. It sounds like, yeah. Oh my God,
0: I love his promos. It sounds like he's (laughs) trying to be Japanese.
3: Like, it's very odd. I I just don't know if I want to see him do like, I mean, I guess I don't want to see anyone do 15 minute in-ring promos every week on Raw. That doesn't help anybody, but like, it's going to neuter what's good about him.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he did basically say that he needs time away and not just from New Japan. His expi- his contract does expire at the end of the month. And I do want to add some more New Japan news. Obviously, Kushida is leaving. His uh, contract expires January 31st. And although it hasn't been officially confirmed, it is, you know, the major rumor that he is going to WWE. Yeah. That's something he's been wanting to do. He was at New Japan already for eight years. And he basically said he did all that he can possibly do. Um, and in terms of it sounds like everyone's leaving New Japan. but that's that's not the case. Juice Robinson and Rocky Romero have signed multi-year deals with New Japan. So good for them. As we know Rocky Romero does have like a higher position up in yeah. the company. So
2: Rocky wasn't going anywhere. Right.
0: He loves Japan. Yeah. So that's good for him. Uh Juice Robinson apparently um uh, Dave Meltzer did say that both WWE and AEW wanted him, but he stuck with New Japan, which says a lot. Because I know that a lot of people think like JY is going to be like the top star, but I won't be surprised if Juice Robinson is r- Juice Robinson is right up there with him in a couple of Jay
2: years. With J White. Oh, J White. I thought yeah.
0: you said JY. J like, huh? huh? <laughs> like, oh, huh? No, so yeah, so I think that they're going to be two top stars. I like J
2: White, but like if I had to put money on one of the two, I'm I'm going with Juice. I'm just, right now, right now, I'm going with juice
0: awesome. So, yeah, that's pretty much some of the news that came out of Wrestle Kingdom 13. But now we should move on into everything that was going on yesterday. So, yesterday was kind of like an explosion again on Twitter. If anybody was on Twitter, it was just like nonstop, nonstop. As you guys know, All Elite Wrestling had their pep rally in Jacksonville, Florida. A lot of news came out of there. Some of stuff that we already knew. Some stuff that you know people sort of speculated. Uh, But the big news is that Double or Nothing will be happening Held May 25th in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. This will will be during Memorial Day weekend. So a really good time for people to drive up, miss some work. Well, not miss work, but be able to go and enjoy the event. They also announced that they will be having a second show in Jacksonville, Florida. And that even though we don't have any dates yet confirmed for this show, um, a huge portion of the gate will be given to victims of gun violence. So... Props on them for that. They did have some people come in as well. So some of the people that appeared on the press conference was Pac, which was Neville, SoCal Uncensored. We had Britt Baker, Joey Janela, Hangman Page, uh, MJF, and the biggest one of all was Chris Jericho. He was the final one, came out. Everyone, I mean, there was speculations already of Chris Jericho uh, teaming up with AEW, but it's official. He has signed with them, and he basically went on to say that he was not here for the money, but that he really believes that they are going to be making a change. Other news that came out was equal pay for men and women, and then the Bucks also announced that they would be partnering with OWE Oriental Wrestling Entertainment.
2: What's that called?
0: (laughs) Oriental Wrestling (laughs) Entertainment.
2: You can say that again.
3: That's what Vince calls New Japan. Oh, wow. (laughs)
2: Look at all those Orientals. (laughs) (laughs) I guess they don't have a problem with that name in in Asia, apparently. I guess it's just here. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so... That um, name
3: sounds like someone putting a tampon in my mouth. <laughs> By God.
2: <laughs> um, oh, shit. What's <laughs>
0: that? Yeah. So, I don't know. What did you think in terms of... Were you surprised at some of the talent that showed up? What I'm surprised about Jericho. Really? A little bit. Slightly. Even though there was speculation?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just because it kind of... I don't know. Like... Um, I guess I wasn't expecting him to show up. Uh, not that i surprised that he ended up having something to do with with the project. Is that, it's kind of too big to be just called a project, right? Right. It's so, a new promotion. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I just I just figured he would show up down the road a ways. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. all. I was just surprised he showed up yesterday.
0: Right. Well, I think that that was part of what they needed, like this big announcement, because obviously, you know, if Kenny is going to AEW, they couldn't announce it now because he's still under contract with New Japan. So it wouldn't be favorable to do that. So I feel like they really needed something uh, big to happen at Mm -hmm. the pep rally. Um, So, yeah, that was definitely very shocking. But I think it's exciting. And I think that it really solidifies AEW as a promotion.
2: Yeah.
3: Right. How does the equal pay thing work? Yeah, because I was wondering. We're,
2: we're, I think we should st- ask uh, Tony when he comes on. Yeah. I think so, uh-huh. too.
0: Because I think that was a lot of what caused a lot of confusion. And if anything, maybe some I don't know, maybe some backlash from some fans that were maybe like, okay, that makes no sense. You know, in terms of like, uh, you know, do we really see that certain people are going to be getting paid at the same level? Do they deserve to be getting paid I at the same I, level? I
2: think if I had a guess, what that means is the base pay yeah. is going to be the same for men that and women.
3: Because I can't imagine Jericho getting the same amount of money. And, and like,
2: anyone that thinks that that's how it should go is is crazy. Like, I mean, I understand, like, yeah, equal pay. But, like, once you get to a certain level and you're talking about who is actually, you know, um, generating revenue, like, then when... Exactly it because gets into, it's a little more nuanced than that. There's like, obviously just, okay, some women
0: in the WWE that are making more money than some of the gentlemen, and yeah, that's yeah. fine because sure. that's they're a bigger draw. That's right. They're maybe worth more, whatever the case is. And I think that's personally, I think that's the way this should be. But I think maybe they kind of didn't mm. explain it right at the prep rally, so that's why people, some people were like, "What equal pay? How, what you know?"
3: Mm. I do imagine Vince being like to Ronda Rousey, "You get the same as Kurt Hawkins, and you like <laughs> it."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's pretty much i don't know if you wanted to kind of circle back on anything else oh um during uh the media talks with uh tony khan and everybody they did also m- mention the part the part about there being a possibility of health care yes there ha- that hasn't that's been incredible. confirmed but he did go on to say about full-time employees having that perk and obviously a lot of people are you've mentioned this on the show too so
2: yeah uh i i Um, I just don't see why it's I mean, it's totally doable to have group health care for the for their talent.
3: And I think it's incredible, these social things that they're doing, because it's like it's not just an alternative in programming, but it is an alternative in the way you run a company. And Uh I think that 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 could be great. Like when people talk about like whether or not WWE talent will come over, it's like if you have incentives like that. Then totally.
2: Yeah. 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 And I hear, like, you know, there's a lot of... Was it? Was, I saw one of Ron, Ron Bunch's tweets. He's like, a lot of mid-carders, like, you know, WWE guys, you know, keeping their eyes open. And, and of course, a lot of talent everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, you to know. To be able to do promos
3: it. that aren't scripted yeah. and to be able to, mm-hmm. like, just... Sell your stuff and get money for it, which I think is one of the things they're doing. Probably, I mean, like what they've been able to do with Hot Topic and things like that. It's yeah, they're going after uh, a group of disenfranchised fans. Yeah, that
2: there's millions of those out there.
3: Yeah, yeah, they not really truly anymore. Yeah, that I think they could get people yeah. who have stopped.
2: And they got you know what I I, I like is um, okay. They've got Ryan Barker from Pro Wrestling Tees as their merchandise guy. Yeah. I love that guy. He's such a good guy. Did you meet him all in? I think so. He's a real quiet guy, but he's such a good guy. One of the most pleasant guys I've ever worked with in the wrestling industry. So I'm happy for him and uh, and uh and but he brings it. Like he's got a great business. I mean, he's done hu- like he's a huge reason why independent wrestling is doing well. So or why the wrestlers are, you know.
3: Yeah, I think it's like I feel like like there's a lot of women Into independent wrestling, you know, there's a lot of young people that just don't connect. I mean, it's this is the perfect time to do a promotion because I think with with the WWE Saudi Arabia deal and all these other backwards things that they're doing, it's the right moment for someone to seize an opportunity and get these fans. I mean, they just got a billion dollars to be on Fox. Like, they're in autopilot mode. Yeah. And this is, I think this is like a win-win for wrestling.
2: Yeah. Well, um, is there anything else,
0: Denise? Um, just one last thing that we should mention, just because we did talk about this last week, which was Impact Wrestling moving to the Pursuit channel. Yeah. At their pay-per-view homecoming uh, in Nashville, they did announce that Impact will be broadcasting simultaneously on both Pursuit and Twitch Fridays yeah. at 10 p.m. So I just kind of wanted to circle back and say, you know, they're going to be open to a broader audience, oh, Audience, obviously, with Twitch.
2: Good. And, and, you know, like last week, I kind of, I, I felt bad, like after the show, going, God, I like, might have came, came up, you know, like sounding negative towards and back, you know, talking about the their move to Pursuit. And it was just being honest. Like, but, like, come on, they put out a really good product. And uh, and I really hope that everyone supports it. And that's I think it's great they're going to be on Twitch. It's just eyes on the product. I, think I don't so. care yeah. if it's on Pursuit Channel, Twitch, as long as their eyes on it. You awesome. know?
0: Well, I'll just go on just to add, if anybody didn't watch Homecoming, they should definitely watch Lucha, Lucha Brothers versus Aliex yeah. because that's a match of the year candidate, and I'm going to stand by it for the rest of the year.
2: Oh, good. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. So, Well, how about we take a break, and then uh, we come back with president of All Elite Wrestling, Tony Khan. Welcome back to XPOC One Two Three Sixty, everyone. Joining us over the phone right now from beautiful Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, he's all over the news right now, and he is the president of All Elite Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Tony Khan. Yeah, Tony. Thank you, thank you, Sean. Thank you so much, <laughs> man. I appreciate you last minute coming on, and and congratulations uh, on everything. And, uh, and thank you for making wrestling better. Thank you, Tony.
1: Thank you. Very, thank you very much, Sean. I really appreciate that. Uh, when you, when you reached out, uh, I immediately was, was really excited to do this, uh, and, and just talk to you, uh, cause never talked before. And, uh, I've been a fan of yours, uh, most of, most of my life. And, uh, since I would rush home from school to make sure I caught global, uh, and, uh, and then I was really excited, uh, when, when you caught on and, uh, I was watching Raw and I'd watched uh on uh on the syndicated shows when you'd come in and done jobs and I thought the way they built it in, I mean I really thought they brought you in like as a, as a job guy and then when you got the win, like I was ten years old and it was like one of my biggest T V pops probably in the history of my life. So uh Hey, where'd you uh, grow up? Been a big big fan.
2: Where'd you grow up?
1: Uh Champaign, Illinois.
2: Ah, okay. All right. So but so did you used to go to the um to the house shows?
1: I went to the house shows and I actually uh and in a report to, uh, to the Observer, yeah, and yeah, somebody yeah. dug them up, and there's like a thread <laughs> on Reddit, <laughs> like, and it's funny because like I told Cody this might happen. I was like, I think I wrote about how show you were on when you were like 22, and I think I gave you like one and a half stars for this match. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I saw
0: those screenshots, Tony. I was laughing when I saw like the, your little star system as well.
2: Hey, did, did, I, I'm just curious, how many stars I got? And, and actually, well, no. <laughs> I don't think you were on the
1: show, Sean. Uh, I would—I mean, all—all I, in in all honesty, I mean, uh, it, look, uh, that stuff's all in the eye of the beholder, and it's all right. fun and stuff. Yes. But at the end of the day, it's like really—I mean, it, when, when you send those in, I think like from a house show standpoint, it's really—I think it's cool for like. Look, I, it's not something I plan on doing uh, with this with our company. Like, I I uh, I really feel like for us, it's it's a great opportunity. Uh, to make uh, wrestling like uh, it hasn't been taken seriously as the true athletic competition it is in other sports, wins and losses matter. And I feel like wins and losses are a huge part of the equation. I really want, uh, you know, a win and a loss uh, to be taken seriously. And the win loss record should be a huge component of the competition to build up uh, to the championship. And, uh, you know, it's something we'll, take very, very seriously. I mean, you know, in my background in sports, uh, I I'm a huge believer in statistics. And I think, yeah. um, that's one area where, um, in wrestling, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, some, some, some cool stuff got over, whether it was like the Goldberg streak, yeah. uh, with a, with a shoot number. And, uh, I, to me, I just think, uh, you know, there's, there's real opportunities to do some really interesting things, uh, just in terms of building up uh, athletes the way UFC has um, as, you know, le- legitimate uh, competitions, if that makes sense.
2: Absolutely. I, I mean, because I mean, that's – I used to – you know, back when I was um, in WWE and, uh, and they were going more – you know, towards the uh, action adventure show presentation, or however they wanted to put it, I was like, people tune in because they want to see an athletic contest. You know, that's how I I still want to see that in in my wrestling, Tony. Um, but hey, yeah. so like, I- not just it's not just as a. F- oh, were you going to say something? Did you have a thought? I'm sorry.
1: Well, no, I know I I I, uh, I really like, uh, you know, when I see uh, what. Boxing has had a resurgence
2: yeah.
1: uh, around building up, uh, you know, building up some champions and building up some challengers and building up some big fights. And I think what you saw at our press conference yesterday, uh, like Pac versus Hangman Page, yes. is a match people really want to see now, and it's and uh, and it, it, we built a lot of buzz for it. And I'm really excited for that match. We were all really excited about that match, and uh, it's it's been certainly the talk of our locker room and uh everybody's fired up about it and coming out of the event I think people really uh want to see that and they want to see you know what else we're gonna be doing
2: yeah and and I was really I was I was excited when I heard uh, that that you guys signed Pac, um you know he's kind of been he even now that he's uh you know f- uh f- been a free agent like He's been pretty uh, careful about what he's done. Like he don't even do interviews, right? You know that. Like, I. Uh, so he's
1: a good guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah. He's a, a, even though he's a Newcastle supporter, he's a good guy. Um, that's a. I, I I don't know how many of uh, your listeners are gonna be big on uh, English football in the Premier League. Oh, no. Um But uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, Pac's a big uh, big soccer guy, big English football fan and a uh, really good guy.
2: Hey, did I just not to jump around but I that's how kind of I am. I'm ADD. Uh I read that sure. that your home wrestling promotion you consider Rev Pro in in UK? Is it Rev Pro? No, I
1: don't consider my home I mean that is like I go I uh I am
2: Is that the one uh, you go to all the I time? I live in
1: London about you know, I live in London a good chunk of the year. I'm the general manager of Fulham right. uh, in the Premier League, and I love I love doing it, and it's like a it's a huge part of my life. And uh, and and uh, the time I spend there, like yeah, I, I you know, Repro does some nice things, and uh, uh, you know, I've seen uh, Pac there, and they have a lot of uh, great people there. And uh, uh, I visited with Andy, the promoter. He's a nice guy. Uh, so I mean, I, I I do live in London a, a big chunk of the year. I live in a Jacksonville, a, a big chunk of the year too, and I also just uh, the nature of the job spent a lot of time on the road. Um, but yeah, they they do some good stuff with Rev Pro for sure. They, I went to one of their shows recently; it was it was a nice show, and uh, yeah, there's some great stuff going on in, in England wrestling scene for sure.
0: Well, speaking of youth and Pac and being a part of All Elite Wrestling, one of the biggest announcements or one of the things that people were very excited about was Chris Jericho. So I want to know, you've obviously been a lifelong fan. How did it feel to have Chris Jericho not only sign on to your company but say that he really believes in what you guys are doing?
1: I'm, like, a lifelong Chris Jericho fan. Like, I would trade for, like, war tapes. It's funny. uh, There's a guy who made a comeback in podcasting, uh, John, do you know John McAdam? Do you know who that is?
2: Yeah, it's been a long time since I've heard that name, Tony. Wow, he was a tape trader.
1: Yeah, I used to do, so when, you, when he was trading tapes, I did the HTML uh, for John McAdam when I was like 12 years old, wow. 13 years old maybe, and he would give me tapes. And uh, if I did the HTML, and he was a really he was a nice guy, and he was really into college football. He is really into college football. I haven't talked to him in probably 20 years. Uh, but I saw he brought came back with a podcast recently and I was just glad he's okay because like he disappeared off the face of the earth uh, a long time ago and I hadn't talked to him in a long time but yeah uh it's it, you know so uh but it's funny you say that so I got into uh uh tape trading at like a young age and uh so I would like I like war and uh the match uh Chris had with uh Ultimo Dragon dragon yeah. July 7th. Nineteen ninety-five, like that's a classic. Hey, was and, that you know, that I was was class. that the
2: junior tournament they had?
1: I don't think it was a junior tournament. Oh, okay. I think it wasn't. I don't think it was. I I, I don't. Maybe man, I could be wrong. Maybe I was, was in that junior. Maybe I was in that final.
2: I was in that junior tournament. Was you read really there? Was it July
1: seventh, yeah. ninety-five? I, mean, I I've it might the match have... a bunch of times. It's like the butterfly superplex finish. Um, uh, but uh. I saw it many times and I don't know the context it was in. I mean, I saw it as like a standalone match on like comp right. tape, but uh, um, I love that match and I've watched it like a hundred times as a kid. And then uh, when Chris came into ECW, um, I actually like, I got into this high school and uh, it's a uh, university of Illinois laboratory high school. And it's one of the best high schools in the country. And uh, um, it, we had like the top ACT average, uh, for our, uh, senior class. And there's some awesome, awesome people that have gone there and, uh, everybody there was really smart and awesome. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, my my parents really wanted me to go there and I was nervous about the workload and stuff as a, you know, as a a really young kid as like a, you know, 12, 13 year old kid when they were telling me about this. And they said, well, you can have anything if you get in there. And I said, well, I, uh, I really want to go to ECW. And, I, and my oh, dad was like, yeah, what, What's that? And I told him, I well, want you to take me to Philadelphia and go to this. Go to this. And uh, and so, if you look, Chris's last two shows, his last two dates in ECW, he did the Friday night at the Lulu Temple with Sabu, and he did Saturday night um, with Two Cold Scorpio at the ECW Arena. And that's actually the last show he did. And those matches are great. And the Scorpio match is actually a classic. It's like one of the best ECW matches, I think. Um, and maybe I'm biased cause I was there, but it's, but it's really great. Uh, that Jericho Scorpio match, uh, Scorpio does the shooting star press at the end. Scorpio and, uh, the plays really pop for it. God, yeah, and, Scorpio's uh, mean. so anyway, yeah, I was there for Chris the last two matches in ECW. So, so my long winded answer to your question is, yeah, like I was, it was pretty cool but <laughs> to officially get Chris signed up. And you know, I have to talk to Chris for a while. It's not the first time i talked to Chris and, uh, gotten to know him and uh um you know he definitely I think he was very, very interested in doing this. He sees that what we're doing, like uh for the wrestling community, I mean, yeah. thank you for what you said, Sean. I do think we are like make gonna make wrestling better. Like you know the guys involved and you, already you don't have. know me at all. But I hope from talking to me for ten, fifteen minutes or however long we're talking to you, that, you know, you see uh um I I do care about it. You know, it's one of it's one of my passions, it really is. Like I didn't have a lot of free time in my life. Like and it's, it, it, the fans of, uh, of Fulham, you know, our premier league uh, soccer club, yeah. it, you know, I, I, they're nervous. Cause I'm the general manager of the club. And uh, they're like, well, <laughs> we're very nervous about Tony spending his time on this. And it's right. like, I said, well, okay, to be fair, like I, I'm the head of stats, statistics and analytics for the Jaguars. And I'm the director of football and uh sporting director at Fulham. Um, but any spare time free time I had with my life, I was really like, if I got any time to myself, I would, you know, go huddle up on my iPad or whatever right. and watch wrestling. Uh, and, uh, it was already what I was doing with my free time. And now I don't really have any free time. And this is a business too. And it's really good. Cause I can like maximize <laughs> turn this into a <laughs> profitable business too. Then, uh, I've really, uh, got maximum efficiency because then I love everything I'm doing. And, uh, it's all business, I guess. And I never, uh, wanted to invest in the wrestling business. I never all these years, other than, you know, shows and, and tickets and, you know, just uh, being a regular average wrestling fan and sure, paying probably more attention to a reading the observer every week and, and so forth. Uh, yeah, but not like, uh, you know, investing millions of dollars in the yeah, business and, what... uh, the opportunity, the climate, it just really changed recently. So it's. That's uh yeah, it's it's exciting.
2: That's when I was that's what I was gonna get at because I mean we can be the biggest fan of something in the world, uh, uh, but that doesn't mean we're gonna sink millions of our dollars into it. And uh, so you know, as someone like like deals with numbers, you must you you had to have seen something besides. You know, just uh, a little bit of a buzz on the internet that made you go, okay, this is something we can, you know, we can, you know, can make huge.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a business climate uh, right now um, is very good for what we're doing. Um, and uh, I think there's a great opportunity. Obviously, there was there was a lot of talent that was going to become available um, in 2019 to, to put together. A top roster. And I think, uh, that's w- what we've, what we've already begun to do. And, yeah. uh, you know, we already have, uh, some of the best workers in the world. And I think, uh, as we, as we build up and build out, I think we'll, uh, you know, develop uh top to bottom, like a really, really special roster of talent yeah. here. I just think it's, it's really something pretty cool because, uh, the guys on top, uh, can, can work, and the guys underneath. You better believe we're going to get guys underneath that can work. And they're so, hungry, uh,
2: and they're going to be so hungry, Tony. You know, and and you're giving them a platform. and And way do you see what you get out of these guys? I mean, because as an industry as a whole, we're so grateful for this. So, way do you see like uh, how grateful these guys are, and and, and how? How great they're going to bust their well, ass. Well, I know
1: these guys, and I don't have any question about the work ethic of the people yeah. I'm going into business with. I mean, like, I have no, I mean, you look, how can you question Chris Jericho's work ethic? How, you know, and I, and Cody and the Bucks are friends of mine. How can I, yeah. I mean, those guys work their asses off. And uh, Hangman Page is going to be a big, big, big star in this business. Absolutely. I feel really, really strong about that guy.
2: Um, yeah, because he's got talks, better, like, box when- office. Awesome. When I saw when I saw Hangman Page in Long Beach, uh he worked yeah. he worked with uh Jay Lethal and Jay was hurt. So the match wasn't as great as as it could have been. Uh and and then I saw Hangman Page later and then a different like at the Cow Palace show and different things like that and yeah. I'm just so impressed with that guy. And he's got a good head on his shoulders and he just seems like a really good guy on top of it.
1: I like him a lot. He yeah. is a, that's a great observation, Sean. Yeah, I mean, no, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Uh, he's, uh, I, I think he has really come into his own. I mean, I, I, th- I really liked him a couple years ago, but I think uh, yeah, ha- he's really developed yeah. uh, into a really well-rounded, just a guy, like you said, he just has it. And he uh, you you always had the spark, but yeah, he's definitely put it together. Something's clicked yes. uh, in the last year. I definitely think this is a main event guy, and you're going to see it. I'm, like I said, we're all just, everybody's Jack to the gills around here, juiced about uh, uh Pac versus Page. Oh yeah, and uh, you know that, like I said, Pac's another guy who's a really hard. Best worker. in the you world. You know going to get from hey, him. It, and it, uh,
2: hey, so so Tony about Pac, you know, um, he deserves to be in anyone's conversation that's talking about best in the world. You know, he, like top five guys in the world, and he's in that conversation. Easy. Yeah, I totally agree. Easy. I mean, and totally. if he, if he would been more active, maybe the top guy. Actually, you know. Um, but hey, definitely hey, right there. I definitely right
1: there. Yeah, he's one of my favorite performers. Both. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's and he's a great live performer too. By the way. Uh, he's, so he's hey, really. Uh, he, yeah.
2: So so Tony, uh, there's been you know t- different rumors and uh, and. Um, uh, so I just wanted to ask you about Bill Goldberg. There's been rumors of uh, talks with him.
1: Oh, I'm sorry about uh, about, about what, Sean?
2: Bill Goldberg. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: sorry. Uh, about uh, about uh, well, uh, I have spent some time with Bill. I really like Bill a lot, uh, and uh, he's a, a, a one of the greatest uh, drawing cards ever in this business. He's a he's a he's a huge, huge star household name and uh, um, you know, yeah, I, I, obviously uh, I, I really like Bill. As a, you know, we, we bonded uh, a lot because both of us are really passionate about football. Yeah. Um, and you know what's fun is like, I, I really do love uh, wrestling. This is not a, an act, as you can probably tell, right. talking to me for a little while. And uh, um, same for football. Um, I really do love it and uh, Bill is, the way I'm gushing about wrestling, Bill can gush about football yeah. and I and can cars. also just switch off and do that, if that makes sense. Like, sure. I can talk like team and like, uh, you know, protections and like, uh, and and talk football, which is fun with a lot of guys in wrestling, because a lot of guys in wrestling played football and like, they get away from it and then like, uh, but they switch right back onto it and Bill's one, I mean, Bill's beyond that. Bill played, It's not just a guy who played football. Bill was a big, big uh, college football star yeah. and then went on and had a good NFL career. Um, and so, uh, it it's, it's fun, like hanging out with Bill, uh, and then coming around the NFL because when he's coming to the stadium, like there's so many people that played against Bill, both college and pro that are still in the game and like his peers and they can just like talk. And there's people, Bill's never, also never even met before. Yeah. And if you'll walk into the room five minutes later and you'll think they're best friends, you'll be like, wait, these guys just met today. And it's like, yeah, no, they're just bonding over like guys they both know in the game of football. These guys have never even met before. That's just like, and you, you could probably, you could do the same thing in a wrestling locker room. You know exactly what I'm talking sure. about. Two guys that have never met before, but they know all the same guys. Oh yeah. And, uh, so Bill, like, uh, I, I really like Bill a lot. And, uh, yeah, if the situation was right, obviously, uh, Bill, uh, WrestleMania, you know, less than two years ago, uh, was defending, uh, the WWE championship yeah. and, uh, uh, and, uh, and builds a great, uh, upgrade, uh, Star and I just, attraction. And yeah.
2: Tony, the only reason I brought it up is just because there was rumors flying around that, you know, uh, he might be one of the guys that you guys signed. That's the only reason I brought it up. Yeah, no, I
1: haven't, I, no, I mean, we, I haven't agreed to anything with Bill or anything, but I, I like Bill a lot. He's, he's awesome. So, I just wanted to put him over, like, he's a, he's a great dude, right you know, because he's awesome.
0: Yeah, you know. So, Tony, Reno, we're speaking about the roster, some of the guys that you've signed already, some of the guys that you're thinking about signing, et cetera. You know, the rumors are endless of everything that's going on. But my question to you is, are you looking to buy any other promotion, maybe to absorb their roster? No. No, awesome.
1: no and, we're looking to start, uh, start something new. I'm not looking to absorb. I, I, I am open to partnerships. Uh, there's a lot of people doing exciting things all over the world. Uh, and especially internationally, I'm very open to partnerships. And domestically, uh, you know, I think I think we I've seen the future, and uh, you know, it's what we're doing. And uh, you know, I'm very, uh, very, very happy with where we're at today. Yesterday was a really, really big day for us as a company. Um, and uh, you know, we we have a lot of work to do going forward uh, between now and May 25th. You know, double or nothing. Uh, and I didn't wanna come on like out of respect, Sean, and yeah. want to come on your show and like plug my pay per view. right away. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but if you don't mind if I do. <laughs> I feel like we get a lot of work to do between May twenty fifth, uh, double or nothing in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand uh uh Memorial Day weekend. It's gonna be a really good time. Uh you know, Sean, I hope you're gonna be there. Oh yeah. Uh we'd love, love that would love to love to see you there. But uh um, yeah, man. Uh, I, uh, you know, I'm not really looking to, uh, honestly, uh, acquire, uh, a lot of other companies or, or, or even, uh, libraries. But, but as far as like partnerships and things of that nature, I think there's a lot of exciting things that uh, uh, people can do. And, and, uh, you know, it's cool because I, I wrote something up, uh, in advance of, uh, the press conference yesterday. And I don't know if any of you had a chance to read, uh, the statement I wrote. Uh,
0: about d- d- about d- d- the golden d- d- era of professional wrestling. Is that the oh, statement pardon? you were talking about?
1: Uh pardon. I, I what about the what a professional? Oh,
0: wrestling? were you talking about the statement that you put out about uh, about the golden age of this being the golden age of wrestling? Yeah, yeah, oh, sure, sure. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess
1: I did. Yeah, okay. That that part of it. Yeah, the, the, it was really about the wrestling community is what I was trying to get out. That that, uh, that like. Uh, I, I've been a part of the wrestling community since I was seven years old is what I was saying. And, uh, we're like a special breed of people. Like if you're listening to Sean Waltman's podcast right now, there's a good chance. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. That, Like when, like you watch movies, like you're like, you see the angle like before it plays out. And when you watch politics, you see the angle that like the other people in the room don't see because you're a wrestling fan. Yep. And, uh, and, like, we all have this in us uh, for watching it our whole lives. And when we watch a wrestling show and there's people in the room that, that maybe they even watch some wrestling, but they don't watch as much as us, and we see the finish coming from a mile away before they've even started the match. Right. And, like, uh, it's just, like, uh, look, like, at the end of the day, like, uh, we all uh, have uh, we all, we all want the same thing. And uh, I just think for the wrestling community uh, – there've been some really good things happening, but it's such a unique thing because like we're all over the world. Like, you know, I'm from Champaign, Illinois, but like you said, like, yeah, I go, I like, you know, going to wrestling in London, you know, in, in spare time. But yeah, yeah, like I, uh, you know, I'm also in Jacksonville, Florida and you know, I like, I like wrestling here and like, uh, you know, like you, Sean, I've heard you on a lot of podcasts before talk about, um, you know, different wrestling because I think people would have assumed, people think you're like Minnesota, right? But you right. grew up on Florida wrestling. Is, that's that, right. is that right?
2: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a yeah. championship that's, wrestling from Florida guy, Gordon Soley. Yeah.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, as is uh, my guy, Alex Marvez. Uh, that's uh, right. And, uh, Alex.
2: I haven't seen Alex in many years. I love Alex.
1: He's one of my best friends. I grew up in South person. Florida. Uh, and uh, it was really great yeah it was really i really appreciate him and conrad uh they, I thought they did a great
2: job yesterday for you, know, our press conference. you know alex marvez
3: mike i grew up in south florida and he would write about wrestling in the paper yeah. this was before i knew about the observer or anything yeah. he was the only guy talking about it
2: yeah i i got to hang out with john with uh alex at john resi convention weekend tony you familiar with those conventions back in the day
1: yeah yeah of course of Did, course i was too young uh yeah. i was like a really i was a little kid back then but yeah no i i was i read about them, but i was uh not able to go to those
0: so tony i gotta ask you know it's been twenty years since um close to twenty years since w c w closed down so and since then a lot of promotions have tried to compete with w w e or you know been an alternative to w w e so what i want to know is what is all elite wrestling gonna do differently to not repeat that pattern
1: i mean we're not I am not, I, we're really just trying to, I I, want to grow this into being something like I said in the beginning, that, uh, the wrestling community, uh, will embrace as, uh, top to bottom, beginning to end every show. We're going to give you, uh, things that we think you're going to enjoy. And I don't want to give you anything, uh, unless there's a reason uh, you know, where it's, where it's going to be important later that you saw it, I don't want to give you anything that you're not going to enjoy now, if that uh-huh, makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, and there's just no reason for that. And so I think what we have is we have a group of people with so much talent and so much wrestling know-how that I think we're going to be able to generate uh, a wrestling show that's not just filled with great work, And like awesome promos, but like spontaneity and Uh, a live show that really like feels like a live show where like truly anything can happen. And, uh, like a word that gets thrown around in wrestling too much is overproduced. And I think it's a bad word because like, I mean, look, like you want to have like production, you want to look like a half ass deal. Like, I mean, like the production is great, but like, um, you want to have production and direction. But, like, yeah, I want Spontaneity and I want to, I, like, I'm excited about what we're going to do. And I think uh, we, you know, we had some of that yesterday, too. Like, uh, people had no idea what we were going to do. And uh, it was what well, we ended up uh, presenting. I don't know if, if you got a chance to watch much of it, Sean, but yeah. I thought it was pretty fun and pretty cool. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, so, it was like um, I,
3: I got to go to All In. And, and the thing that I loved about it as a wrestling fan was that I thought I was a part of it. And I haven't felt that way about wrestling in a long time. Like, right. and I think like, it feels like that's what you guys are doing, which is exciting. Like the fan, I mean, to me, wrestling is the art form. That is the art of reaction and giving fans what they want. And, and that's, what's exciting to me. Just what the elite Cody has in the doing.
1: box are geniuses when yeah. it comes to that. And I totally agree with you that you're so right. Mike. my, I, like uh, I, I felt that way too at that show, but really, even before they did all in, I felt that way about these guys. And uh, you know what's crazy is if you look at, uh, go back and watch the Long Beach New Japan show, uh, New Japan show, yeah, uh, and you'll see me and Alex Marvez in the front row of the first one they did. Uh, and then if you watch the Kenny versus Cody ladder match. Um, they in like the video at the beginning where they show like the fans going crazy in the crowd. It's actually like the first people they show in the montage are like me and Alex Marvez. Like it's a big close up of me and Alex Marvez. So like, uh, I, uh, I, I, I think that they've been inspiring that for a long time, and like all in, I think was yeah. the culmination of it. But to your point, when you say it's like the first time you felt like that, I, yeah, I mean that was like the like I said the culmination, the explosion of it. But to me, like you know, they've been cultivating that. Magic uh, for for a while. That's right. And um, so I think uh, it's it's pretty special. And then you know from uh, what they did with All In, now we're, we're all a partnership, and we're able to uh, present something I think with more resources and more reach. You know, we're able to get people in all corners of the world. And that's what I was saying before was like you know, Sean, like you know, you, you know, you, you were watching wrestling from florida but you know there's people watching wrestling in japan there's people watching lucha and we're on all corners of the world but like all of us are watching different stuff but some of us are watching the same stuff and like uh there's like common ground we all have common points, you know and and i just think like the wrestling community is like so unique and like if we can uh tap into people all over the world and like that we have all these common interests and all these uh common viewpoints and and like things we share then like uh it could just be really powerful and uh i don't think it's ever like all been like harnessed um in the way we're going to try and do it
2: before yeah because you know hey Tony, and you're talking about being a member of the wrestling community since you were seven has it ever been this good has wrestling ever been this good since you've been alive
1: uh no No, i mean i i I will say well it's different right like yes different no I think now we can have our cake and eat it. That's what I, what I want is the ability to have our cake and eat it too, right? Because yes. yes and no. Like, I would say, like, yeah, like, in, like, wrestle the quality of the work has never been this good. The quality of the engagement as far as, like, the people who are interested yeah. are really, really invested and interested, yeah, like, this is the golden age of that. Now, as far as the golden age of, A, like, a lot of casual people who are casually interested who then out of those casual people you slowly suck in more and more hardcore people where soon like after like a few weeks they know all the catchphrases suddenly and they've like unbeknownst to them become a hardcore fan and like uh a that (laughs) and then just b, like being like more widely available for public consumption then I would say then like, the 90s, the late 90s, specifically, were probably a better time yes. for that. So, like, uh, what I would like to do is, again, give the people the ability to have their cake and eat it, too, and have the best of both worlds. So, like, ye- like yes, uh, there are some things now that are better than they've ever been, but I think there are other things that have been better in the past. So when I talk about the golden age and that statement I wrote, I was, like, saying uh, I want it to be the best of both worlds, if that makes sense.
2: Absolutely. Hey, you know what else? Uh, um i I see you want to do and and I think it's great um is uh give the uh, try to provide health care for uh for the talent can we talk well, about depend- that at all
1: I again that's uh nah, like I would <laughs> I I, I have a- not said I'm providing health care no for I it. didn't I, 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 I uh, it depend. I, what I'm doing is a lot of the talent are uh like uh, some you know some of the people working with us are still independent contractors and what I'm right. doing is uh a lot of people are doing full-time office jobs. Gotcha. and uh, the people doing full-time office jobs uh, I, I have similar benefits to other sports executives and I have a lot of sports executives that are currently working with us you know uh, here in Florida at the Jaguars. So what I've said is like okay, well you're a sports executive, so I can set you up with like similar, uh, healthcare packages to what, right. uh, so you, did that make sense?
2: Sure. Absolutely. Is there, is there a way yeah. of, is there a way of uh, providing like a group healthcare plan for, for the, for the talent though? That's not going to break the I'm bank. Still work,
1: to be honest, Sean, like I, this all, some of the stuff came together very quickly. Right. Uh, so I can't like go on specific. Yes, uh, it's yeah, also I, some people's personal stuff and different fields sure. are different for different people. But like, uh, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, a lot of people are, are doing uh, front office jobs. So a lot of a lot of wrestlers are going to end up with healthcare out of this. That's
2: fantastic. Uh, yeah, and 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 also um, the the other thing that that um, really made a lot of people happy to hear is the talk of you know uh, equal pay. Yeah,
1: it's equal pay for equal spots.
2: That's what exactly exactly that makes, exactly. That's the, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes that's sense. Like you know, like uh, and that's what's that and that's fair to me. Um, and that's, I think that's just fair for everyone. Sure. Um, and, uh, so like if there's I, you know, a base it's,
2: pay, it's, if there's a base pay, it's going to be the same base pay for, for men and women. Is that true? Like if yeah, base pay yeah, wise, that's like true.
1: yeah, minimum. the base pay. Yeah. That right. is, that is a very nice way of Yeah. That's a really logical. Well, and that's probably all oh, I've been asked about this a lot. And that's, Probably the most succinct, logically well put way anybody's asked it yet, John. Because
2: yet. it's much <laughs> more nuanced than that. Because you're talking about different people uh, generate more money for the company; they're bigger box office draws, yep. so they're going to get more money, you know. And some of them are yep. going to be men, and some are going to be women. Uh, so there's going to be a, some discrepancies in pays, but like base pay will. S- sounds like and if it's
1: people c- are in comparable spots, the right. pay is the same? I totally agree, and I, I and I think that's really important. I'm not saying that other people aren't doing that. I don't know, but I but I'm saying that uh, for us, like it's an important issue that uh, I want to make sure we do it right.
0: Cool. So, Tony, um, I have a two-part question for you. First and foremost, I want to know what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge for you guys to overcome as a startup c- company, and then the second portion of to that question is what are your some of your uh, short-term goals
1: i mean maintaining every it's not if it's not it's going to be a challenge every week to provide uh, a a compelling product uh you know as we go forward uh and uh i think uh we delivering uh, something that you know that people want to see regularly that people will pay to see and that will uh make it a profitable business. I think that's like a uh, very important. And like, uh, as with what's great about wrestling is like, uh, I don't know if, uh, it's always necessarily, I, cause I can't, I've never worked for a wrestling company. I can't speak to this. I've just heard people talk about it on podcasts and read, read books and stuff, but, um, I don't know if it's always been within the locker room of meritocracy but as far as like the actual economies of wrestling, I do think it's largely been a meritocracy and it's a cool thing. Cause like when you look at like what's drawn and like what's brought money in, you know, the revenue can largely be tied to like good. Like you can say like, all right, that was good. That yeah. made money it. And like, uh, um, so I do think like that, you know, the, the proof will be in the pudding and I think, uh, it, it'll be on, uh, the company to deliver something that people want to see. And I think like we have the performers that can deliver that we have, uh, the brainpower, uh, you know, within the organization to deliver that. So I think it's not going to be easy. Like everyone's got to work really hard, but I think that's the challenge that everybody's up to. And like, everybody's like chomping at the bit, uh, to, to do it, you know? So I'm, I'm excited about it. And I think those, and I know those, those guys are, our guys are really excited about it. You know, the, uh you know cody and and matt and Nick, the executive vice presidents uh they're up to that challenge too and and Brandy, Brandy um yes. you know it's a lot of hard work for her too and on helping to uh, establish this brand and uh you know she's uh very well qualified to do it and she straddled the line in a really interesting way as both um you know somebody that's been in the wrestling business worked in different capacities and seen uh, how different companies have worked all, all over the world, but also is like a very, very well-educated person uh, and uh, has experience in media and education, uh, you know, uh, that that it's going to make her uh, so valuable to us when we try to grow the brand. And uh, so, yeah, I think uh, we're all up to it, you know.
0: So, also in the press conference, uh, the Bucks were saying how you essentially like reached out to them and were like, "Do you guys really want to change the world?" And they were like, "Yeah, you know." So, I wouldn't know. Obviously, it's a big, you know, you know, for, for for a wrestler, it's very like risky. It's a big move to start something like this. You know, it's exciting, it's different, but you never know what can happen down the road. So, I wouldn't know. When you reached out to them, was there any sort of hesitation from the Cody, from from Cody or the Bucks, or how did that all work out?
1: It's, I mean, we're all. I, it, it, it's, uh, I I think it's like between us, it's a personal story of how this all came to be, but um, suffice to say, like, you know, I, we all uh, made like a blood oath basically. And, uh, you know, we're, we're all doing this and uh, um, we're all taking each other at our words that everybody's going to uh, give it their best to make this a really successful business. And, uh, you know, I really appreciated the financial commitment that my dad made and, uh, you know, he's been able here to look me and, and Cody and Matt and Nick in the eye and know that, like, all of us are committed uh, to give him a return on the investment and uh, that we're all, you know, capable of doing it. I think, he you know, he, he wouldn't invest in a business he didn't believe in, it, you know, regardless of it, if it was my idea. Um, you know, I know that firsthand. You know, it's not easy to convince my dad to put money into something. Is right? he a wrestling fan at so, all? No, but uh, he's not. But like he's watched me watch. You know how that yeah. goes, right, Sean? Of course. Like yep. he's like he's seen enough. Like you know what's funny is like uh, when Steve, uh, which is this little the last thing I want to do is get with Steve. <laughs> so like I probably shouldn't even say this, but like uh, um, when my my dad when when Steve got really big, like my dad had seen the Sandman, and yeah. like ninety nine percent of people watching wrestling had no idea who that was, but he was like. Oh, it's like it's the Sandman, and like I was like, well, no, this guy's like a hundred times. This is Steve Austin, man. Oh shit, is, you're like, I'm about like Steve Austin? Big,
2: I'm like, <laughs> like you know,
1: like uh, I'm like, no, like I've been following this guy since he was, you know, Stunning Steve, you know, through yeah. uh, Lady Blossom into the Hollywood Blondes, and you know, through ECW, and now the Ringmaster, and into Stone Cold, and and he's come full circle and he's like the best wrestler in the world. And I'm like, no, like (laughs) this is way better than that. But, but like Uh, at the same time, I was like, God damn it. He's kind of (laughs) right. So, um, but, uh, um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's just a really smart guy, man. He's uh, the smartest person I've ever met. And, uh, um, he's perceptive about anything, whether it's, um, you know, wrestling, which he's not like the biggest expert on, but, um, you know, he's not, he's, yeah, it's not like he has no knowledge of it either.
2: Sure. Hey, we're going to, we're to wrap the show up, but I wanted to ask you uh, before we go uh, about potential TV deals and uh, you know, if yeah, I can't you really can... comment on that. Uh,
1: if that's okay, Sean, I'm yeah. working, uh, I'm working on some cool stuff. I think it's going to be really good for uh, the industry. I'm really excited about it. And, uh, um, but I can't, I've, uh, you know, you sign NDAs of people and stuff. And I, I, uh, I just can't really get into it, but... Uh, but we can I, say I that there's people...
2: that we can, we can at least say that there are plenty of interested parties?
1: I have interest, definitely. You can certainly say that, yeah. There's there's interested parties, and uh, um, there are a number of interested parties, and uh, uh, it's going to be great for awesome. uh, everybody. You know, I want it, like I said, I want it to be great yeah. for the fans, and uh, I want it every, you know, I want every week, I want people to be excited about what this week's going to bring in wrestling, whether you're like a kid in school or, uh, you know, you're at work and you're, you want something to look forward to at night. It's just like, you know, I want it to be a big part of everyone's week. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, for the, for the, for the talent, um, I just think, uh, this is a great opportunity, uh, for everybody to, to, to create something, like I said, a golden age, because, um, you know, for a lot of the talent I you know I've I've always heard the story uh that in WCW you know that that people had said like well this is the golden age or specifically that Eric Bischoff had, had said to the talent like yeah. hey, this is the golden age enjoy it while it lasts and you know it didn't last yeah. and uh I think uh we can we can create it and it can be sustainable and we can build something that it doesn't have to ever die it can live forever because I know the wrestling community will never die. Like, uh, That's right. As long as the planet is spinning, there's going to be people watching wrestling and people that like, are passionate about it.
0: Hell yeah.
3: It's still <laughs> real. Hell yeah. It's still real to us, damn it.
2: It is. <laughs> Tony, hey, uh, I'm so grateful, man, uh, that you spent uh, a lot of your time with us today. And, and I'm grateful, just like uh, so many of us are, uh, for what you're doing for wrestling. And I look forward to seeing you, you at Hans. Double or Nothing. In, in Vegas. All right, well, that's
1: awesome. All right, thank you. May 25th in Las Vegas uh, at the MGM Grand. I will, I will see you there, Sean. Memorial Day weekend. Thank uh, you. Hopefully you come for the whole uh, Memorial Day weekend and we, you hang out with the guys. That would be fun.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Tony Khan, everyone. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Tony. Have an awesome day, man.
1: You too, Sean. I really appreciate it. it nice, nice talking to you for the first time. I really enjoyed it.
2: Thanks, man. All right. All right, everyone. That was really nice of Tony to spend all that time with us. Yeah, he gave <laughs> us a lot
0: of really good yeah. insight on everything that he's thinking yeah. for the company. I mean, obviously, there's certain things that he can't talk about, but that's a given, yeah. you know. But I, I think either way, it was, like, very informative.
2: Did you get some good stuff for the press release?
0: I did. I was all just right. writing a mess of notes. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. Hey, Mike, thank you, man. I oh, thanks for having me,
3: man. This is so fun, by. and I'm really excited about All Elite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, I, And tell me about your album coming up.
3: Uh, it's called Megan uh, Mega Man Child. It is out now um, on iTunes, and uh, if you don't have money, Spotify. But if you can buy it, buy it on iTunes, please. Cool.
2: All right, and your and your uh, Twitter is at the Mike Lawrence. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And Denise.
0: Yeah. Before we go, we should announce that we do have an, an, a new official Twitter account for the XPOC One Two Three Sixty podcast specifically. If you guys want to check it out on Twitter, it's at XPOC One Two Three Sixty Show. But other than that, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at XPOC One Two Three Sixty. And please feel free to use the hashtag XPOC One Two Three Sixty on any topics. That way, we can actually see what you guys are saying, and we can respond and take a look at them. For for Me, please follow me on Twitter, Instagram at underscore Denny Salcedo, and YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo.
2: Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at The Real X on Instagram at Real X Pac, um, uh, Lula at its baby Lula, and uh, we'll see you right here next week on X Pac 12360 from After Buzz TV Studios. From Executive Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro,
3: Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire XPOC
2: 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow XPOC on Twitter at The Real X-Pac and email us at XPOC 12360Show at gmail.com.
1: The Westwood One Podcast Network.